What's happening, people? Thank you for joining me again. This is the DJ for Party of One podcast. And we are back with another episode. This one, the title initially came to me this year, even though I was thinking of this episode for all of last year and I really didn't know what I was going to do with it. But the title kind of just came as the year started. Generation X, the generation that made the parental advisory sticker necessary. Now, I'm going to say right off that profanity and rap was nothing new. It was already happening in the 80s. So it wasn't like all the rappers band together and they were just like, you know, when 1990 comes, we about to start cussing. That didn't happen. But I can tell you what did happen to me at 14 when I was going to buy a CD. So I'm going into a music store in the mall and I pick up this CD. I go to the counter and the guy tells me that I'm not old enough to buy it, that I am going to need like a parent or something that can come and purchase it for me or someone older or whatever he said. And I'm sure I said something to the effect because I remember there being like a little bit laughter and I was saying, well, you know, if you sell it, it ain't like I'm going to tell that you sold it to me. But yeah, he was like, yeah, sorry, man. I just, I can't do it. You got to have someone older. And Considering who the guy was, Luke Skywalker, I didn't want to even get any older. I was out there with my aunt. I I did not want to (laughs) get her involved in the purchase of this. So I really didn't do anything other than just kind of say, oh, well, this is not going to happen today. But of course, I had friends that eventually had older siblings and they got it and it got passed down and I was able to get my hands on it. So there's that. Take that music store employee that couldn't sell that album to me. I understood because what happened, and I don't remember this part of the story at all that gets us to Luke Skywalker's band in the USA. Of course, a take on Bruce Springsteen's born in the USA. I don't remember this part of the story where we go back where Luke is actually arrested for selling the as nasty as they want to be to an undercover cop. As I read the story on Wikipedia, I'm thinking that makes no sense, but that is in in the in the first couple of lines of that. And I a couple of other sources that I saw and that was something Luke basically against the courts and It's a one of those fought the law and I won situations, if you can call it that, because Luke, of course, gets his freedom. He makes an album. It's a great publicity stunt, I believe, because I don't know if that would have ever been on my radar if it wasn't one of those is banned. Now you got to put that symbol 
on there that says this is obscene for things in the future now. And so we have this explosion of the parental advisory sticker. It's showing up everywhere on everything except stuff that's purchased at Walmart because they were selling what my friends dubbed as, oh, you got the Walmart version. <laughs> that's, that, that's what happened. I know that because while I was turned down in the mall for the band in the USA album, I didn't have any trouble picking up Tupac's Tupacalypse Now album, but I picked it up from Walmart. It was the clean version of that album. So I remember being outside. It was cold. We had our jackets on, whatever. And I had it. I had taken it to school. And, you know, there was no parental advisory sticker. Eventually, I ended up having one with the parental advisory sticker on there. But for that one, it did not. And I really didn't have a, a problem with stuff being either beeped out or the words changed or just whatever. I didn't have a problem with clean versions because I am someone that was a fan of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. They were already doing clean music. It didn't bother me all that much. But as time went on, of course, your, your stock, when you are trying to have somebody else letting you listen to something and they're listening to something that they want to hold something you got. The explicit lyrics signed was appealing to <laughs> if you were you're stocking your trade, you weren't going to get too many people like, yeah, I'm ready to hold that clean version of, of Slick Rick or whatever you got. But also just as a team, you feel oddly it's cooler. I'm listening to the parental advisory. So you, you become like this radical teen that does not want to clean. Even though I still did not have a problem with the clean version. But yeah, you want to know what was going on behind the doors of this parental advisory. The more they put those stickers on there, the more it made kids say, I got to get it now. Maybe I wasn't even interested in this. But since you threw that parental advisory sticker, there's no way I'm, you're keeping me from that album. So I'm saying it backfired, I think, for the courts, for everyone that was involved. I understand the measuring stick of what they were trying to do, what they were attempting to do. Maybe you had a parent that was naive and she heard Naughty by Nature's OPP, other people's property, and she didn't realize if she was looking at the album that did say they had never gone the route of putting a parental advisory sticker on there and you get home and OPP is property defined. You have much more of, of a detail of what is actually going on when you hear the other version of that song. So I, I understood where, where it was and I saw how it 
alienated some artists because that became the thing that they were known for. Like their songs, you got all the beeps in the song, so much so that you can't even hear any lyrics. It's just beeps and beats. That's all you had. You beep, beep, beep. It, it, it was like somebody being hooked up to, <laughs> to a machine in a hospital. That That's how much cursing they were doing. But it, it opened the gate, uh, like a floodgate to me because I felt like some rappers that would just rely so heavily on those type of parental advisory lyrics and they never edited or changed up or cleaned up anything for the radio. I feel like it made their, their skills a little less innovative because I always liked the ones that were able to have a radio version where they could still have like lyrics in there and the song fits and it plays well without that. Sometimes the radio version, in my opinion, would be so well crafted by the time you got to the parental advisory version of it, it just seemed like weird. Like, why are you just seem like adding unnecessary cuss words in here because you had a perfectly fine song before we got this parental advisory styled song that you picked up here. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, that we are the generation that kind of propelled that. And I will say this. So the 80s, yeah, there were albums out there. They were already doing profanity and that it was not a new game. But I think when it when when Luke had that turning point, that change where it was him against the United States or him against the, the high courts where that third album, that was the one he was arrested for. That as nasty as they want to be. I don't remember much about that album, but the cover and the back, um, as most of my friends were, that was another one that I had already had it before someone told me that I couldn't buy it. I didn't go to the store to see it. I wasn't trying to take it out of the store, but, and really once it got passed around on the bus and I looked at the cover, I don't know if I really even needed to take it home. I don't know what was going to be on there. I, the two live crew wasn't on my list of top rap acts. And there's no diss, no slight to Florida. We knew it for the party music. Hey, I've partied too many two live crew songs. And they were old songs. And they were still songs that made a party come to life. But, yeah, it was the cover that that sold that album, I think, for, for a lot of people. But when we get to the point where he's got the band in the USA, there is an appeal to people that are told that they can't buy the album. But you also have to look at the fact that we are at this point deep into a generation where bootlegging is what it is. So. The store might tell you that you can't get it. The dude on the street that's selling it for five bucks, he doesn't care if your parent is with you or not. He just wants that five bucks. 
You give them five bucks, you got yourself a band in the USA album. You got yourself uh, as nasty as they want to be. I'm, I'm, that's insane as I'm saying that. That was an album title and that was, yeah. So I'm hoping that my daughter's not listening, but if she is, it just makes it a real hard argument to say, well, you're a generation and I can't believe that they're doing this and that's because we are the generation that really pushed the envelope and, and made the parental advisory sticker necessary. According to the courts, I, I, I wouldn't have cared one way or another because I could rock with the clean rap. It didn't really matter to me, but, but yeah, that happened. So I, I don't see myself sitting up here in current present day acting like my generation was just the, the church choir because we were not, but but yeah, some interesting things that happened. And that was kind of the start. That was in 1990. So that starts the decade when you have that going. And a lot of people followed along. The music got raunchy is not even the word. <laughs> it really isn't. It got so wild that like. Sometimes I would I would hear a song when it was an explicit version of this song and I would just be looking and thinking like I can't believe that this is coming out of the speakers I gotta turn this down like in my room I gotta turn this down because there's too much happening here there, there's too much happening and I am policing myself I am a teenager that's like Nah, this is too wild here. I gotta, yeah, let me turn this off. My, got it up too loud. Um, <laughs> oh, mom gonna hear it. She's like, what is that? But I don't know if they really caught much of the lyrics or whatever anyway, because it probably just, it was just bass and, and noise to them, maybe. I don't know. But that wasn't Luke's first go round when it came to the parental advisory styled music that he was doing. Everybody that knows Luke knows that. And even before he got to a band in the USA, the two live crew had songs like throw that that made the radio. Yeah, that, that blows my mind right now. As I'm thinking about it, that actually made it to the radio and it became a song that people danced to and all of the people that were dancing to it were not grown people. So, yeah, yeah, there you have it. But of course, Florida, Florida, man, of course, it, it would be they would be the ones that push that envelope. Florida, Florida. But yeah, that that was how the 90s start. For me, at that point, I am about to make it into high school. And so, yeah, we're in for a wild ride when it comes to the music that was happening. Some good R&B, some insanely highly anticipated classic albums in hip hop. 
and also a lot of controversy, a lot of criminal activity, the East Coast, West Coast battle. So many things happened in the 90s that really geared up and us turning up the heat with the parental advisory stickers was just another thing that that pushed the envelope in the 90 to 99 era. That is that is it. That that's end of this episode. DJ for party of one. And I hope you stay tuned because there is more out there. Uh, definitely a whole lot more about just like the stories that I associated with some of the music that I was listening to and the ones that I can remember probably more so than than anything else the ones that have stories that's always odd to me that like I bought a lot of music but there are some where there's a story that's connected to it and it's a story that made it so memorable that I can connect back to the experience of buying it. So stay tuned. There's more. Not in this episode, though. This episode is over. I'm out. DJ for Party of One. Come back next week.